Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Saturday Night Live After Show. We're going to be breaking down episode four with host and musical guest Chance the Rapper. It was a spooky, kooky Halloween episode with a ton of cameos, and Chance could not hold it together. It was my favorite thing. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Yeah, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Loving it. You said chances, chance breaking, breaking scene was your favorite thing. You are my favorite thing. Thank you so much, Sexy No problem. Thank you so much. No problem. This show is my favorite thing. Doing it with you. If only Chance was here to laugh at us as well. Oh my gosh. Just floating in the air. <laughs> just Cecily. <laughs> oh man, what's up guys? Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We're back after after a week off. Coming in hot with Chance doing both uh, dual duty, musical guest and uh, and host. I'm Amy Maestri. I get in trouble every week for not introducing myself. So here we go. <laughs> I am Amy Maestri, do sketch comedy, production, uh, writing, and performing. And you know what else I do? Break the fourth wall. Yes. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I also introduce my co-host, the badass comedy connoisseur herself, Steph Sabra. The one and only connoisseur in the house, never have done stand-up, constantly watch (laughs) stand-up. Wonderful. Wonderful. Love everything about it. Um... Speaking of loving everything about it, did you, with this episode, what were you thinking coming into it? What were some of your overall thoughts? Coming into it, I was excited because the last time he did Double Duty, I thought he did a great job. In my opinion, it's unfair to compare him to Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake was an actor for his entire life and basically is a sketch comedy actor as well at (laughs) this this point. point. But I was excited. I really like Chance the Rapper. I it wasn't perfect to me. I do I did read a lot of great reviews of it. I just kind of uh there was great moments, but a lot of kind of just like, oh. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like I love yeah, I love Chance. I'm a big fan of his music. I liked the first time he hosted. I think there's something about his energy that's just like it's very lovable. Yeah, He's earnest. Just, yeah, like even if it doesn't quite land or a joke doesn't work, I feel like he's just one of those good hosts that can kind of make things come together a little bit more, even if they're not actually coming together. My problem was this. I think that he has good instinct and his timing's pretty good, but I think that they made him the main character of too many sketches. Mm -hmm. And so it relied on him to be funny when he's not naturally, he's just, I mean, no one's on their level. Yeah. No, I can, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. I feel like it's weird sometimes when you see a host that you're like, wow, why didn't they feature them more? Why didn't they use them more? And then other times that you're just like, wow, you gave them a lot. It was maybe too much. Yeah. 
That's how I felt. <laughs> cricket, cricket was part of, like, basically what I was doing for part of it. Sorry. Oh, boy. Well. I should have dressed as Gilly today. What am I doing? Oh, that's right. And I did the spooky, kooky Halloween intro and everything. Also, <laughs> while we're talking, while I'm airing out my drama of this episode, there should have been way more Halloween sketches. Thank you. You get one a year. Thank you. You go from, like, David S. Pumpkin and uh, the Girls' Night Halloween digital short, like, these instant classics, to not really, like, they did a couple Halloween things, but... I will say yeah. one of the sketches, I will tease our news and gossip, is brought to you by one of the Halloween sketches. So I will thank you for that, SNL. I'll thank you for a part of that sketch. <laughs> we're going to get to that later, guys. <laughs> Speaking of later, tonight we're going to do our usual breakdown of all the sketches. I'll jump into our special segment where I do an anatomy of a sketch and go through the structure and just kind of what I thought worked or didn't work in it. And then, yeah, Steph's going to hit us with some of that news and gossip. I, I hear it's pretty juicy this week. <clears throat> It's packed. <laughs> and <laughs> let's get into this cold open. <laughs> um, of course, they go into a political cold open. Uh, we have uh, Alec Baldwin came back to do Trump again. It's been we had a couple Trumpless weeks and back at it for a rally. I have been waiting all week for them to make fun of this Colorado thing. So I'm glad there is at least a joke about that right off the jump yeah. that our, the president of the United States doesn't know where Colorado mm-hmm. is. Uh, what were your thoughts overall on the sketch? Honestly, like, it was so triggering because it was one of those things where it's like you literally pulled verbatim a clip of a Trump rally. And I just kept looking at the people in the stands. Uh, I don't know if they were acting as Trump. Su- they have to be acting as Trump supporters. I doubt that they actually. There's no way they're Trump supporters, but they looked like it. So great job casting. But I couldn't help but think. I I could never do that. I I could not put myself in that position to even be paid for to be an extra for that because it's so painful and realistic. You know that so many of them too, because typically they get background actors to do this, and so you know that these people, when they found out what it was, they're like, "Do I need the money? Do I need the money? Do I need the money? It's union, damn it." <laughs> I don't knock the hustle, but damn, I mean, it must, it it was so realistic, which is my problem with any Trump-centered sketch is there's not much you can go off from it. I I think with the other characters like Rudy and when we see Sessions and Bill Clinton even, we can get more character-based, but with him, it's like he is the character. I can't can't see it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's hard when their whole job is to exaggerate something about a person and it's already so exaggerated that there's not really anywhere to go with it um but i liked the whole basis of this sketch being about this blind allegiance from his uh, cult essentially that he can say and do anything and they are just like amy zombies did you forget he's the one true white lord yes yes i'm sorry sorry. i'm sorry great white lord great white lord (laughs) um that's oh my gosh some of the specifics in this though were great though too like um that he was going to throw them snickers and jewel pods um just 
that's kind of what made it. But it, yeah, it is. It is hard because you're just like, oh gosh, this is all true. When like the other line of um, the Earth is flat and Beyonce is white, and you're just like, oh no, mm. people think these things. It is real. We are in yeah. a weird place. Highlights of the sketch for me, though, I think that they this was a time where they did do a great job of bringing a realistic issue to the table, which is the catastrophe we have going on at the Turkey-Syria border right now and bringing Fred Armisen, which is one of my all-time favorites, period, as the Turkey, as the president of Turkey was awesome. But, I mean, this is a massive, massive humanitarian crisis we have going on right now, all because we decided to take our troops out of the border. So I thought it was a a great job of using comedy to prove a point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well said. And also shout out uh, Daryl Hammond coming ah, back to reprise yes. Bill Clinton. We were too traumatized by how real this sketch oh was God, that I we're forgot. just forgetting to talk about Daryl Hammond and Fred Arvinson. <laughs> Icon. Oh, love a Mark Zuckerberg uh, impression. I love that. That was in this, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love when they when he does that. I think it's always good. Yes. And I feel like the, the way things are going for him and Facebook right now, there's going to be some more chances for uh, Alex to come out and do to more. do Zuckerberg again. Because yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do I, they they called to the AOC call out uh, during what, the hearing with him when she like completely called him on his BS. Yeah. But they would have been funny to reenact that, actually. Oh, I'd love to see that. And um, Melissa yeah. doing AOC. And then, you know what? Maybe Kate makes an appearance as Elizabeth Warren. Maybe she her chimes her, in, too. <laughs> her glass animals. Yes. <laughs> all day. All day. It's all I want to see. Um, and, you know, it's funny. We were talking a little bit uh, before the show about this. I feel like the audience was a little dead too because even off the jump there were some lines in this cold open that i think fell flat or got lost or i don't know what happened because I, the line when uh bill clinton was like oh yeah they don't mind when i or when trump says to bill clinton they don't mind when i do that no they didn't even I care was like, that he walked in <laughs> they didn't care about his appearance very confusing but then pete got a standing ovation when he came out during the monologue i was like do they know what where they are I love how Pete was ISIS. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's how we segue in the biz to the monologue. <laughs> you like that? Pivot. From ISIS to monologues, let's get it. Pivot. <laughs> What'd you think of the monologue? I thought it was cute. Yeah. I thought it was a very Chance the Rapper monologue. I-, I loved it. I thought it was a really great play on second best and then that being his introduction to his new uh, child. Congratulations to Chance and your beautiful wife. That's awesome. Yeah. And I thought it tied perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It-, it-, it was so like catered to him, like his style, what he's about, how much fun he is. Like we said that he's just like this lovable dude all around. Um, and, you know, your boyfriend got to be up there rapping Kyle with him too. Mooney! <laughs> I'll also say, you know what? As much as I loved Saved by the Bell, California Dreams was underrated. I agree with him on that one. He had some great points. <laughs> you know, he brought up some great points. Really valid points in this one. Um, but I think it was a great monologue to get you excited for the episode. So much of the monologue, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't have all that much to do with the episode, really, but it's such a tone setter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the first sketch of the night, which was uh, the League of Legends World Championships uh, with reoccurring character for Chance, uh, Laszlo Holmes. I believe last time he was at a hockey game and didn't know what was happening in hockey. I feel like this was upping the stakes so much more to be at a computer game championship. A game award. Yeah. I don't yes. know. Uh, <laughs> did you have any uh, big takeaways, favorite moments? What are your overall thoughts on this one? <clears throat> Well, 
I actually have nothing to say about this sketch. I was, so you're Laszlo Holmes. I am Laszlo Holmes. I felt like I didn't know what I was watching. I couldn't tell if what beat he was trying to hit. I couldn't tell what the punchline was. I think he was probably shaking his nerves off as it was his first major sketch and uh, for of the night, and it was a re- returning character. But to me, it just felt it fell so flat. I. I I don't know. <laughs> Do you? Did you like it? I'm surprised that that was the first sketch. I know. I feel like lately, actually, this season, I've been surprised with a lot of the first sketches, minus last week's. I think that was the one yeah, was that really I really, good. yeah, really good. Um, but yeah, I've been surprised with their their choices on the first sketch for a while. But this one. I don't love it, but I liked certain aspects of it that I think could have been even funnier because it is such a weird world that a lot of people don't know. So I think, yeah, some of the timing was off. I like that it didn't go too long, but some of the specifics when he was trying to explain, like, what was happening on the screen of, like, yeah, I think that's what a seizure looks like. (laughs) Like, things where he's just kind of grasping at straws. I do have a major takeaway. Yes. Bowen Yang. Of course! Put the team (laughs) on your back, Bowen. Again and again, he does this. As soon as he came out, it got... I started laughing. On your sex panda back. (laughs) Disgusting. Put it all on your sex panda back. These horny little geeksters. (laughs) That That was great. Yeah, he continues to impress me every week. Uh, So we're going to skip over the next sketch, the first impressions court. That is going to reappear in our special segment. Ooh, you picked a good one. I know. Anyways. Just quick nipple rings. (laughs) That's it. Just just the nipple rings. That's it. (laughs) Bring it on. That's all we're going to talk about. Some nipple rings. Get it, Jason Momoa. (laughs) All right. That's how you pivot again. Uh, We're going to pivot again right into some snacks. Got some snacks and some murder in a commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, I love when they do commercials like this, that the whole time you're like, this is so weird. What is this leading up to? And then you realize it's an ad for something that is just ridiculous. And I feel like they use that that uh, vehicle a lot to get to something at the end that's just like a random ad. But what were, what were your thoughts as you were going through this? I thought this was a fun sketch. Yeah. I, I thought that the punchline made it worth it. I thought it was done in a good way. And I, 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 I did think there was great performances in this sketch. This was, like oh yeah, this was like right up Chance's alley too. Yeah. Just being like this excited kid like talking about all the snacks that he has. I, I actually, now that I'm re-looking at the photo, I thought the escalation was amazing because I did not know where they were going to go with it. And then they, it, it was so awesome to see the kids just be like, actually we don't care who was murdered just give me that snack it reminded me of like the nostalgic oval teen commercials the gushers the um fruit roll-ups like all that was crack for us yes and heidi melissa and mikey were all perfect as those like cheesy kids in a commercial just getting super excited about snacks melissa just cracked me up and she was like snacktastic it's like Melissa, I love you so much. And I, I think one of the standout li- lines for me was when she asked what was in the fridge, and he said, nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, again, like, part of that escalation getting to the point of, like, yeah, 100%, his parents are in the fridge. <laughs> but it's all for whatever snack that was. Tart, tasty, tasty toaster tarts. That's what it was. A mixture of all the things they fed us. <laughs> so then we had our, uh, one of our two Halloween sketches of the night, where people from the dead come and sing a song about how they died. 
did you feel like they were going for like not so much the David S. Pumpkins as in like the one like weird dude, but kind of that setup of like spooky characters, couple who's like taken aback by them. I felt like it was kind of that same similar setup, but yeah, it just wasn't. I felt David S. Pumpkin mm-hmm. vibes for sure. Uh, I, I thought with the kind of goofiness of the song and but when you listen to the lyrics you're like oh wait what <laughs> and i thought that 80 was amazing i actually liked keenan in this sketch as well and chance was really really lovable in this sketch even when he was talking about i mean the whole premise of how he died i thought it was a great premise sketch and i thought it was executed well yeah 100 percent. i think if it didn't get to that like insanely weird place in the end it wouldn't have worked i, w- I was hoping that they got there and they did because i was like oh we and then i love how they were like uh he was like is that weird and he's like no no yeah it's weird <laughs> yeah. Like, what I think to get to the like the fact that his story takes so long to tell because there's so many different levels to it and it makes so much sense. You know, it's kind of like you had to be there kind of thing. But the fact that it ended on it even escalated within itself of of him saying like, and then my colon exploded, and then my thing caught on fire, then my face caught on fire, and it just keeps going. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good to um, know that when you die, though, you um, go to the graveyard fully put back together, even yes. when your anus explodes. That is, you know... That's some takeaway I needed this week. <laughs> and I can vouch for that as well. So. <laughs> so That's know. our producer, Jeff Graham, from the grave! <laughs> yes! He's <laughs> risen. Jeff, yeah, what is what was your death story? Well, I don't know why you guys are laughing, because some of us struggle with these kinds of issues. So, <laughs> just remember to be sensitive. You never know who's listening or producing. No. You're so right. You're right. I should have known that there was an electrocuted anus in this building. Triggered. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize to anyone who's had an electrocuted anus. Fully apologize. We do not express the opinions of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Are we good now legally? We good? Yeah, cool. yeah, we're cool, good. Cool. good. <laughs> Let's talk about our boy Chance. Let's talk about both musical performances. <laughs> Love Hot Girl Summer Never Ends, baby. <laughs> that Meg the Stallion performance with him. I love that song. I think I thought his performances were amazing. We got a little bit of both. We got a little like more R&B, slower song in the beginning, groovy, and then her song um, "Handsome" is so good. And I just thought they performed so well together. And you could tell that they were both live, which I didn't think that they did on SNL. Yeah. Well, it's and I think it varies because I know Lauren doesn't like them to not be but depending on like you know if they're going to be like if there's like a big dance break or things that are going on in it but yeah they sounded so good together it's such a catchy song i was like rushing to watch this this morning and i was like kind of want to rewind it but i don't have time i know (laughs) i just think that they're they were so good together i I really liked the musical performance and i thought that i it's so impressive the amount of sketches he was in the amount of lines he had and then to still come out perform live two songs with that level of energy is incredible really true yeah because like you said they really did use him front and center yeah and pretty much every sketch so that's that's heavy uh good job chance Mm mm-hmm so let's talk about Weekend Update. We only had the one uh, character in this. We had Eric and Don Jr., which we'll get to first. Let's start with any jokes. Do you have any standouts? 
Um, let me see. I I just my biggest standout or my biggest call out is to the crowd. No one's giving my boy Michael Che love. I know his humor is very crass, but he is hilarious. Yeah, and he says what it is. Like oftentimes it's so it's so dark what he's saying, but it's funny and it's true to on a lot of uh, levels. Uh, the, the best example of that, in my opinion, is that he's not celebrating any ship that crossed the Atlantic four hundred years ago. <laughs> Cause fool me once, <laughs> and that got like no laughs, nothing. Well, like people, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. And like, I like that he started playing with people when after a joke that's kind of like rough. He just looks around like, he well, just it was that weird look. because then they were showing a lot of love to Colin Jost, who I thought had great jokes, but the ones that they were dying at, I didn't think. I thought they were very. Uh, maybe they had a lot of parents in the house, like older parents in the See, house. I, I was just gonna say it. I think there was a lot of white people there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there was a whole lot of white people there who were scared to laugh at a slavery joke. <laughs> it's like. I was just talking about this with someone. It's it's like when someone's telling a story and they're talking about someone black and they whisper black. Like like it, it's it, if it's not racist, you shouldn't be afraid to say it. And if it's a funny joke about race, you shouldn't be afraid to laugh. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, the groundlings do uh, taking out the trash show once a month, where basically it's all the sketches that were like too offensive to go on <laughs> they're just like wow yeah this is way too much and they do it at like midnight they serve alcohol my type of show. and it's just like all of the worst things and you're just encouraged to just like not have any inhibitions about it and just go for it and laugh I love that. because so often yeah that does happen like there's a joke and you're around a group of a, a different race from you and you hear a joke that's about them and you kind of look to them like this is okay <laughs> and i laugh at this we get okay because that was hilarious and then you start laughing so yeah, i feel like that happens sometimes especially with some of chase jokes that are more risque and push some more of the boundaries that you're just like oh wow he went there it's <laughs> so funny though like laugh <laughs> just do it it's what we're here for to laugh Exactly. Um, did you have any any other stand-up moments or jokes before we talk about the, the Trump brothers? No. Okay, then. I didn't think it was their strongest week in update, to be honest, actually. I thought there nah. was a funny moment. I thought there should have been more laughs, but there wasn't anything that I... Usually, I, like, furiously are, am writing down stuff. Yeah, I think it was a lot of, like, huh, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The one that did have me laughing, though, was that uh, Bernie gets groomed by a leaf blower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because they found the perfect picture of just the full-on burn hair just going and realistically, nuts. probably. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so let's talk about Eric and Don Jr. I just love watching these two. Again, I don't think it was their strongest for when they've come out, but I just, I can watch Alex and his childlike wonderment as Eric all day. So good. <laughs> I think they capitalize on these two perfectly, and it's they do a great job of what Kate does similarly with her characters is they take the basis of why these people suck, essentially, <laughs> and escalate it into a really weird level. And with uh, with them, it's like the toys and making sure it, that he's set up so he stops talking while the big, big boys are talking. Yes, and that he always when he always gets something wrong. I liked that this time instead of nepotism, it was nipple teasing. Oh. <laughs> it's just poor Eric, and the irony <laughs> of it because they are totally trying to drag uh, Biden and his his son, and it's like, what do you think is happening with you and your entire incestual family? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> incestual being keyword, in case anyone missed it. Incestual. I'm, I feel like saying incestual is nice of me because I'm trying to give you an excuse of why you act the way you do. That's true. Hopefully it's just not your fault. It's the incest mix up. <laughs> do you guys think uh, quickly that the nipple teasing could be a reference to Jason Momoa? Oh, oh, a little, a little head nod to a callback. A callback. This is our producer is so smart. Thanks for getting me off the incest talk. You're That's welcome. exactly what I needed to pivot. Pivot. Because <laughs> you was... always go back to anal electrocution if you're worried about incest. <laughs> you're so That's so true. Right. I've got your back. Let's take it back. <laughs> so that uh, anus electrocution. Uh, to your point in the cold open, I think when the Trump brothers came on for this one too, it was also a very good job of taking something that is really, really insanely screwed up right now, like you said, of the nepotism that's going on and trying to put it on someone else when in that family it's like insanely out of control. And I always love that continuous game of Eric not knowing like when to shut up <laughs> about all the awful things that his father says. And in this one, I liked the continuation of because Harris is a woman. And then black. <laughs> and then not white. <laughs> so it just keeps going. Oh, yeah. Bar- uh, that she's got bark and no white. Oh, my So it just kept God. going and going. And you're just like, yep. That was so good. Yeah. So I, I, I always appreciate when they come on. I will say Kamala, though, she is not one to mess with on Twitter. She has dragged Trump in, in like four words or less. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, that's what we're doing today. Retweet. <laughs> yes. This glob over in the White House takes 16 <laughs> tweets at 3 in the morning while he's eating his Burger King. And Kamala wakes up and is like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Done. Anus electrocution. <laughs> uh, I hope some people just tuned in. Me too. On anus electrocution. I'm going to send that clip to my mom. Welcome. Hey, Steph's mom. Let's talk about the girls' night sketch where they go out to uh, to help out Cecily, who has, has had a broken heart, and she falls in love. Oh, my Well, God. kind of love. Maybe not love, because they were only hovering a couple feet above the ground. <laughs> what did you think of this one? Really funny premise. Obviously, there were some issues going on, uh, but I thought this one's an appropriate one to break. Yes. Because... The stakes were so high. They literally were high above the ground. <laughs> and you it's so hard not to laugh when you're just running into stuff back and forth. But I thought it was a really funny sketch. I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, just the idea that they're not actually in love. So they're only a couple feet above the ground. And the crazier it gets, the better. Yeah, this is I think we talked about a couple weeks ago when sketches just require mayhem. You know that if they're doing this, there's going to be mayhem, whether it was planned or not. And I feel like there is a little of both in this. And yeah, the crazier it gets, the better. I know Cecily Instagrammed about it the next day and was like, I have bruises all over my body, but it was so worth it. (laughs) And I do want to shout out set design because they made it seem like they were on a rooftop or like on a high level building eating dinner at a really nice restaurant and the stars were out there and the way that the window was there but then when they backed up uh, before commercial break and you could see that it was the end of the stage I just thought that was really awesome. That's true they actually had a a lot of really good sets even the the Halloween one where they're all singing the songs and like their whole little spooky graveyard like they had a lot of cool sets going on and also the fact that they had to do all of this a few hours before for dress and then they had to clean all that shit up come back and do it again for this so definitely huge props to the to the crew there 
Before we go to the next topic, I do, I see you guys in the chat right now. I want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you for rocking with us every week as we break down this glorious, glorious show. We would love more support. If you can hit that like button right now, I need more likes. I see you guys there, so hit that like button. Leave us a comment after the show ends. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us those five stars. Leave us a review. We love to keep the conversation going. So much love to you. USNLers. We do love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know we're always down to talk more about comedy, about how much we love all these people. Mm-hmm. I'll talk shit about Keenan all day if you want. <laughs> you know I'm Don't into test that. me. <laughs> do not test me. I will do it. Uh, let's let's talk about this next sketch though. Let's talk about uh, space mistakes. All right. And <laughs> next. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I thought it was a funny idea. I thought it was a funny idea. I'll leave it there for you. You can you can pick okay, it up and do what you so want with it. Okay, thank you so much for leaving me the trash to get. <laughs> I just out. put the trash down there, <laughs> um, and you can do what you want with it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a funny premise. It's just such a shame to do a digital short. I wanted to see the um, what did they do last year with Chance the Rapper? They had a uh, We Wish Obama Was Back remix. Yes. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. I should know that. Jeff, do you know that sketch I'm talking about? I just thought it was it was a funny premise, but it just seemed like a waste of a digital short because that's where we are getting Chance at his best because it is different when you can rerun your lines as opposed to live, and I think that would have highlighted him a little bit better. Definitely. And like we said, there were some timing issues, too, with his delivery now and again, so... With between editing and being able to do those other takes, it makes a big difference. Like it did in that that snack one too. Like the editing was great on that to make his lines hit a little bit harder. But yeah, I thought it was a really funny idea that just didn't end up going anywhere. I think the idea of yeah, like oh yeah, you screw a screw the wrong way and you could literally die. Like those kinds of things are funny. But I don't know if there's maybe a different vehicle to get there or or what it was, but there was something missing for me. I really liked Ego as the wife, though, being so overly dramatic and just keeping, you know, continuously mentioning how if you make a mistake in space. Again, those things were funny. There are a lot of funny things about it. I just don't know that the actual sketch ended up being funny. Yeah, it's definitely true. Hence why I'm not an astronaut, among many (laughs) other reasons and lack of qualifications. But... (laughs) Uh do appreciate the the uh, attempt at it though because I do yeah it was a funny thought but uh let's I just I love Kate and 80 so much let's talk about dazzle designs oh. the oh. show choir attire ladies <laughs> anytime they get together to do two kooky ladies I am so on board. I would I would watch a spinoff of them. I want more of them. I want to see what we did with Maya Rudolph and um Amy Poehler oftentimes, or uh, whoever, Kristen Wiig, whoever they paid, they did a really good job of pairing the women back uh, during those seasons, and I want more, because we're getting these at the end now, this season, which is great. This is, I think, the first season where we've gotten way more AD and Kate sketches than we did in the past but i want more i do i think they're they're strong the strongest players right now other than cecily and bowen gang's coming up though Mm -hmm. and i just think that they are they're like the stars who are doing stuff off camera too which is maybe why they're not doing so many sketches on snl because they are filming a lot of shows and movies but i just think they're so funny together and as as soon as they turned face to face and said the lyric i knew they were gonna break (laughs) 
us. Like, I don't know how they're not always breaking the two of them together because they're just so good. And that's a good point that they are working on so much. I mean, I know AD uh, Shrill got picked up for a second season. Woo! And she only did six episodes in the first one because it was just such an insane schedule. And Kate's obviously blowing up with movies, which how long do you think Kate's going to stay? And I mean, AD for that matter, too. And especially with the consideration of the election right now. And depending on who wins, and obviously this season, we're we're blessed with both of them. But do you, what do you think for next year? I think year? they'll both stay on for one more season, at least for the election, because that's just massive. Yeah. For both of them. They'll find a way to incorporate, especially for Kate McKinnon. I don't think we can have an election season without her. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think they'll stay on for one more season. Well, because also, not only does Kate play Elizabeth Warren, they both play, like, half of the old white men in Congress and right I, now I can't, well. I just, I can't afford for that to change for my well-being. Same. Same. Uh, some of the specifics in this, though, I love that they bring so much with their character and their voices and their facial reactions. But then when you really listen to the sketch, too... The weird things that they're saying at the same time about like calling like their specifics of like a sexual hat. And this one is the sexier one because there's a sexual hat or that they take Visa, Disney and Kohl's cards, <laughs> like all of those little things that add up to like what these characters are. You understand everything about them just by these little tidbits that they give throughout their sketches. And I think that's true with any time they pair up, I feel like. Agreed. I, I'm so sorry. I just swallowed like 18 pounds of coffee grounds. I don't know what kind of coffee I poured in, but agreed. <laughs> I tried I try to agree with going. everything you said. I know you just kept it moving and I appreciate that. <laughs> don't worry, guys. If Steph is choking on the ground, I will keep talking. Oh. So just so you know. Thank you so much. I might not do anything to help, but I will keep talking. Yeah, you don't have to perform CPR. Just let me. Live show, baby. Live show. Choke out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the last sketch of the night before we go into our special segment. Keenan's dancing and he's a werewolf or something. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get it. I will go into more detail on this sketch <laughs> in news and gossip, but I will say that... It was funny to me. I did like this sketch. I didn't mind Keenan, honestly. I thought that he... I liked his... I thought he was in an... Was actually doing an, a different accent. Than, no, to me, it was still the same. Really? But it was... And the thing is, it's overdone to me so much. Yeah. It's like, some things require that bigger comedy, but also the sketch itself. I was like, so they're going to talk about blinds and curtains? But it was kind of funny because they switched each blind was a different type of blind. The Venetian blinds! <laughs> it was funny that it was different. I wanted something more, though, than just, like, he's a werewolf and he comes back every time with more hair. <laughs> Like, well, well, that sketch must have been, like, a page long. Because every line was just the moon! The moon! <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. Uh, I will say, again, Bowen on his little sex panda back. Just going to keep saying it on his sex panda back. Um, he, I don't know. He has some sort of beef with the moon. His sass. <laughs> I know. That the beef sass with the moon. is so good. He just He's just it. the missing puzzle piece of this cast. He really is. He really is. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, what do you say we jump into a little special segment? Woo! My favorite part. I get to sit back and watch the master. I just, I just see stuff out of the corner of my eye sometimes. I just... like look at you like, 
like we have just been dating for a day and it's just love at first sight. You know, you were you were um we're floating a few feet above the ground right now. I'm gonna look up some honeymoon spots while you go. <laughs> Good call. Good Thanks. call. That's why I love you. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the first impressions court sketch. This was really great to me for so many reasons. First of all, the name itself already kind of tells you the game. You're already thinking like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be super stereotypical and judgmental, and it's going to be awesome. And they went there right away. The fact that as soon as they come in, you see the two people. You see um, Ego come out, so composed, nice hair, makeup, cute outfit. And then you see Keenan walk in with that freaking suit, and you're just like, oh, yep, we know where this is going. So... Everything, the writing, the props, the costume, everything about it was leading to the game right away. They jumped right in, and then they took different ways in each of the beats. Because obviously, if you do that every time, where you have two people, one is obviously a cuckoo bird, and the other one is normal they say a couple things you can't just keep doing that and make that person weirder that's still not going to work for the escalation of it so in this i liked that the first time it was like that they kind of did the same thing the second time with chris but then the second kyle walks in as a magician nope guilty i know so they they sped up the pacing of it a little bit so instead of getting all the lines out of it it's more about the initial appearance and him not even having to see that second person so i like that they switched it up there and then they were also able to like really stay true to the game with whoever the innocent quote unquote one was by what they were wearing, how they were acting, whether it was Ego being, you know, very prim and proper or 80 being kind of like a an older woman crying over everything that, that the other person did. And then, of course, we have Jason Momoa. So I'm going to love this sketch no matter what, because we saw Jason Momoa and <laughs> with his nipple rings out, just loving life because that is what he does. So we got to see a great cameo by him and then get a little bit of a backstory for that last beat of him and Kate being in love and there being this whole little like and you're just kind of like going through like all this backstory that they have but I like that they kept it kind of nice and crisp and clean through the whole thing they escalated they changed up the pacing of everything and then ended on this really funny note of these two like odd birds being in love with each other and then getting out so one of my favorites if not my favorite of the night if not only just for Jason Momoa's chest uh Wow. Yes to everything you just said. This is what I'm talking about. The anatomy of a sketch is the best special segment that we do, period. Agreed. Jason Momoa, though, his timing on like the hair flip with the nipple coming out at the same exact time was what I... That is what talent looks like. Yes, that is, is what a professional looks like. When you can time nipple appearance with hair flip, you are talented. You've hit the money. <laughs> Hit the money big time. Now I, I will resume my practice after this. <laughs> yes. Oh, loved everything about it. More Jason Momoa, please. I I'd be I would love to see him come back and host again this season. So good. Why not, right? So good. All right, what do you say we do a little little news and gossip? After Buzz TV News. Today we are gonna switch it up because there is a breaking news report. Brought to you by Afterbuzz TV. Tonight, we are going to discuss. Chris Red in those gray pants. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, it just wow. got real hot in here because Chris Red, you gave us no warning before you came out in those that to that sketch in those gray pants, and I'm just gonna read some of Twitter's reactions. 
So, are we going to talk about Chris Red in the gray pants? Next one. Chris Red's dick in those leggings. Wow. Next one. Um, is Chris Red always packing or was he just wearing his whole sock drawer last night on SNL? <laughs> Next one. <clears throat> Chris Red's crotch stole the show. Chris Red in those pants. I emoji. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to stop before I get I get kicked off this panel because Wow, um, that is how I'm going to conclude this breaking news. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was an exclusive by AfterBuzz TV. Ooh, did the air get turned off? <laughs> the air tweaked. <laughs> Jeff tweaked the air. <laughs> Jason Momoa straight into this. You can't have one episode with a Jason Momoa nipple appearance and Chris Red in these gray pants. It's not right. I don't know, like Chris. I need to talk to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> truth like i just want to know what was happening backstage like as they were all like was anyone just like staring at his junk the entire time i couldn't focus on the sketch it was okay with me if i didn't have yeah. to focus on the sketch yeah i mean it, it was truly it was um something to behold it was well Steph, any parting words on this episode any any did you have an mvp chris red's gray pants <laughs> And I'm going to give it to Jason Momoa's nipple rings. And there we are. And there we are with some solid MVPs and takeaways. Hard-hitting news here from After Buzz this week. We are going to be back next week on Tuesday. Um, the next episode for SNL is November 2nd. It's going to be with Kristen Stewart and Coldplay. Steph, in the meantime, where can everyone find you? You guys can find me at Steph Sabron, Instagram and Twitter. I also do want to shout out three SNL cast members, Cecily, Chris Red, Alex Moffat, who wore um, shirts that mm. stood in solidarity with the Chicago teachers who are on strike right now. And I thought that was a really awesome way to use your platform. So much love as always. Yes. Love that Chance brought that up in his monologue. And then all the t-shirts at the end was awesome. Thank you for bringing that up, Steph. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Maestri. We'll see you guys next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 